What's going on, everybody? It's your man, D-Tong. Welcome to another episode of The Fiverr Life. I'm your host, five-star seller, D-Tong Sports on Fiverr. Go to fiverr.com slash D-Tong Sports. You can find my gigs and find me there. This episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about digital nomad life. I've become stationary again. So it's about seven months, and we'll discuss a little bit about that and taking Fiverr work on the road and how I was able to juggle that. Also, get into Fiverr being on the stock market. That's right, live. If you want to invest now, get a couple shares to get started or more, whatever you want to do. But uh, I have a feeling it's going to be something good for everybody. So to get into it, if you haven't tuned into the Fiverr Life before, about, what, 10 episodes, I believe, nine episodes of information to help you as a seller, maybe get introduced to Fiverr, even as buyers, you can get some advice, entrepreneurs can get advice, freelancers get advice, pretty much the same aspects, um, however you get your perspective through my advice, through my show, you can get it, and subscribe on your favorite platforms, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, of course. And also, we're going to start putting them up on YouTube, so stay tuned to that on the YouTube channel, Detong Radio. To get into it, y'all, I've been stationary again about maybe a month and a half now again. I've been stationary, and I was doing a digital nomad, van life, uh, fiber life, road life, doing a bunch of road tripping. I didn't have an actual place, and I was able to do that through being a fiber seller, you know, and the income and and work that Fiverr provides me through their platform. So it was it allowed me to take my 2016 Nissan Quest on the road and had a uh, about a four inch sleeping mattress, sleeping pad. And then I wrapped that with some blankets, sheets, and then another little sleeping bag on top of that. So sometimes I got some really great sleep. Um, and as the weather started to get warmer, started, you know, you have to use your AC a little bit more. I realized, you know, I need to be stationary again and get back into uh, plugging away. So that's what we've been doing. And again, it's nice to take it on the road, but it's also nice to be stationary and be plugging away because I'm a lot more productive that way. Because sometimes on the road, you're thinking about where you're going to stay next. Sometimes the weather, you know, I can't do voiceovers if it's raining or hailing because I'm inside the van or I'm camping, you know, things like that. Um, Sometimes you have to get a hotel. Obviously, the costs included in that, if you have to do that consecutive nights, don't make up for, you know, like not having a rent so when I first started doing it in like February I was paying more in hotels than I was in rent because it was cold or I was still you know plugging away and being productive and making good money to where it didn't really matter um and then I started to want to be on the road more as weather got nicer so I would do more camping do more road trip traveling um a lot around here in Colorado which was fun be able to take it but there's only certain spots you can go you know as a digital nomad you know this, and if you want to experience the lifestyle, you should know this, that there's some places you can't get a signal, you know, so I would use my phone as a hotspot, um, even if you have your a vehicle loaded up as a hotspot or as a Wi-Fi center, there's still going to be some places you don't get a signal, especially in Colorado or especially in the middle of nowhere, in the desert, things like that, you're just not going to get a signal, so you won't be able to be productive, so you kind of got to test those grounds, do some research, check some things out, and sometimes, you know, in, in Colorado, you just can't go too far into the national forest, which unless you really have a four wheel drive or a Jeep or, you know, all wheel drive that's raised up, you can't really go that far into the national forest anyway. 
you know, and they recommend that, that really a lot of these, you know, because there's so many bumps in so many ways, and if you get a storm, it just screws up everything they plowed or try to try to pack down. So you got to kind of keep that in mind if you're using a computer, a laptop, on the go, you need that internet access, you're really going to uh, have to rely on being close to town or being close to towers um, and having a real strong signal. So a signal booster, anything like that, it will help you, of course. But um, I have AT&T service and it helped me a lot, you know, in a lot of places. Some places, no, I couldn't go or I'd camp for the night and be a little sketchy. And I'm like, man, I got to go, got to go somewhere else, you know. And so that's the thing, having being stationary, having great internet again, loaded up fast, you know, and, and it's definitely worth it because again, you're more productive and you're not on the go all the time and you're able to do things right here stationary in my own place. And so, but it was a good time and I was able to, to explore and see friends and do things and um, experience a lifestyle that if I didn't want to grow faster or get really going and, you know, maybe I would have thought about it in my 20s or had the opportunity, I guess, because in my 20s, there really wasn't the capabilities of doing these things. And obviously Fiverr wasn't even heard about or thought of. And so, you know, that's 20 years ago. So if you're in your 20s right now, this is the time to build that freelance style, that Fiverr life that will help you travel a little more freedom or take a break. You know, if you want to take a break from the norm and you want to go on the road for a little while, you're able to do that. You know, you've got a good vehicle, reliable. And that's one thing a lot of people don't realize. It's it's not, you know, something you want to do with a crappy vehicle. You know, you want to have a reliable vehicle. So, you know, I got a 2016 Nissan Quest. So it's, you know, fairly new. It's now it's got after I bought it, I bought it with like 48,000 miles on it. And now it's got like 74,000 miles on it. So it's still in good shape. It's under warranty. I got a lot of things that I can get taken care of. If it falls apart still, that won't cost me out of pocket because I had it on the warranty. And so there's a lot of ways that, you know, if you have a crappy vehicle, those costs can insinuate. So you're almost, you know, not helping yourself by using your vehicle as much as you should. You know, you, have, you want a good quality vehicle that you can have the AC, you can have the heat, you can have the power. You know, when you plug it in, it doesn't drain your entire battery. And, you know, you're conscious of that, but you also need a couple power banks. And so if you stay in a hotel, charge up your power banks, you won't need your vehicle's power for a night or two. If you have enough power banks or enough power, um, for your laptops or things like that. And the weather's decent, you know? So, um, but that's one thing I did have to have to do sometimes I had to sleep for three hours, wake, wake up a little cold, you know, and turn the heat on for 20 minutes, go back to sleep for another three or four hours and wake up cold and you do that again. You know, so there were nights in March, in February, even I did a couple in February. When I go to the mountains, I try to experiment with it. And again, you're in a vehicle. It's a lot better than being in a tent. Um, you can put the windows up all the way. And, you know, like obviously during the summertime with mosquitoes and stuff like that, you have to have your windows up most of the way um, or they're going to get you. So there's a compromise there too, or you have to have some kind of netting or anything like that. So as while well, I was on the road doing my fiber work, I had the van itself kind of, uh, soundproofed I guess you can say so the quality of work was still there which was nice and so if you're doing voiceovers on the go you don't want to do it in like a old beat up vehicle that's going to have some echo a newer vehicle will have more soundproof you know so sometimes when I would close the van door I'd have it be by a river or something like that and I'd close the van door and I wouldn't even hear the river you know and so it was nice because I can record about 10 voiceovers record them all and then open up the van door get the weather, 
and just sit there and edit the, those voiceovers I just recorded and still get the atmosphere. And so if you don't need to do voiceovers, you have an advantage there because you can take it anywhere. And uh, not anywhere, again, we talk about that Wi-Fi connection, but again, you can also plan ahead. If there's a lot of things you need the Wi-Fi for, do all that with your Wi-Fi, go to the Starbucks, go to the grocery stores, most grocery stores these days, um, here in Colorado for sure, have like sit cafes, you know, where there's a Starbucks in there or there's some just kind of, kind of, some kind of lunch cafe in there for you to sit and use the store Wi-Fi for free. So that's all over the place, you know, and a lot of restaurants, free Wi-Fi. There's a lot of ways that you can access that if you need it. There's Xfinity Wi-Fi hotspots that you can rent or purchase for a day for a couple hours. So really, <laughs> more than just the mountains, you, you have a lot of places to be able to explore and that's worldwide. And I believe I'll take it there someday soon. Um, I have a lot going on here. And this is what's good, good about being stationary here is that I get some ag- more acting work. Um, and when it comes up, I'm there. It's easy to do. But uh, that's one reason why I'm more stationary here in Colorado. And I've talked about that a lot is because I can't go too far because I can't get out of the realm of turning down auditions um, just to be on the road. You know, so obviously as part of actor's life, that's what I do is commercial acting as well. And so with my agent, she calls, I want to be there. And I've only maybe in two and a half years, two years, a little over two years, I believe I've only turned her down like once, you know, and another one didn't work out cause I couldn't get there cause of weather. And so, you know, two auditions and I probably attended a hundred of them, you know, so I won't turn them down. If they get them, I want to be here for them because that's part of what I like to do and enjoy do a part of my work. So, um, if you aren't tied to something like that, you have more ways of exploring. You can get out there. You can start interacting with people. You can do things like hitting up maybe other fiber sellers or, or, you know, connections that, Hey, I'm coming out there. Do you got a place for me to stay? Maybe we can do an interview. I can do some work for you while I'm there. You know, use that as leverage as you're traveling around and doing things. Cause a lot of you have networks and a lot of you have people that are, you know, able and willing to provide a room for you for a night or two, just to save that cost. You know, if you could save that cost for two nights and then get a hundred dollar hotel room for that next night or two, that's better than getting a $50 room for two, you know, four nights and by yourself, (laughs) you know, I just feel like there's ways you can maneuver it to help yourself out and leverage it. But also you don't want to, you know, intrude on people or make it feel like, Hey, can I stay your place, please? You know, you want to be prepared. So you want to make enough income that, hey, if you got to get a hotel, you get a hotel. No big deal. You know, it balances out. Obviously, you don't want a hotel every night. If you can afford that, great. If you're making eight, ten thousand $10,000 a month doing what you do, $100 a night at a hotel ain't going to mean nothing for you. But if you're only making 3000 4000 then obviously you don't want most of your income going to hotels. Or if you do, you got to get into these deals at $50 a night. And those aren't always great or comfortable or the internet always sucks, you know, or they don't have a good breakfast or breakfast at all. And, you know, so there's a lot of things you got to think about if you decide you do want to take it on the road. Cause if you think $50 a night plus tax, 55 a night, let's just say randomly, um, 55 a night for 30 nights, you know, it's going to be like 1600 bucks. So you want an apartment for 1600 bucks or apartment for a thousand plus utilities and all that nonsense, or you want to be on the road, you know, and if you want to do a hundred dollars a night, that's 3000 a month. If you're that productive and you can balance that out and while you're in that staying in that hotel or different hotels or different places on the road, you don't have to camp out if you don't want to. You can have a, a new place, Airbnbs, obviously you can get those 40, 50 bucks a night. 
get them for a couple nights. Just make sure that Wi-Fi is good. And you can travel around that way too. So you don't necessarily need a van or need to camp or even need to do hotels, you know. But there's definitely got to stay somewhere if you're going to be digital nomading it. Um, because you're going to want to shower, do things. Obviously, some truck stops you can do showering. Some truck stops you can stay the night. I think there was one when I was on my back. I'm on my, on my way back from Texas. A couple of them, really. A lot of the truck stops you could park at. You know, there's travel centers is what they call them. And so I'll park there overnight. Some of them. I, one of them I stayed for three nights because nobody was bothering me. I was hanging out and I was working. So I was doing a lot of work, a lot of voiceovers, a lot of work. But there was a Denny's right there. They had groceries. They had a bathroom. They had a shower. They had everything right there. So I just rocked that out. And then on the fourth night, I got a hotel and enjoyed that. You know, and so... Again, there's ways of working it out if you want to, if you can sacrifice, if you've got the room. Obviously not feasible in a Honda Civic. More feasible in, you know, an SUV or a van or a, you know, you can rock those out. Those conversion vans are a thing of what, you know, people are doing these days because you can work out of them, sleep out of them, and get things done. Still stand up, still have room to, you know, move around in tiny houses and things like that. So, again, I'll probably take this on a... Another level with uh, traveling around the world, you know, more of an international tour um, down the road. Could be a year or two. Again, I'm going to get established in my acting career and trying to keep building on the Fiverr portfolio and the Fiverr life. But um, I definitely enjoyed it. So I'd recommend it if you got, a, you know, ways of doing it. Again, my Nissan Quest, very good vehicle, reliable. It's got a 3.5. It's got a, basically a Nissan Maxima engine in a Vinny minivan. To get you that power, get up hills, get around, but still get you some solid um, miles per gallon. And again, one side, you just put a sleeping pad or however you want to decorate it. Um, If you're one person, two people, you obviously have to get more creative, but there is room for two people in the back of those. If you want to put a bigger mattress back there and just make it all mattress, you can work it out. You know, you can maybe have some drawers underneath or take the seats out and get creative with it. Um, It's just me, so I don't have to be too crazy with reconstructing or rebuilding and it was nice to have a a van like that because let's say you have a big conversion van or a big white van or a big just a van that everybody can see go by a bus or anything like that converted um the hardest part about that is is not getting you know if you don't want to get a hotel is being kind of secretive about where you're staying because a lot of places especially these days have security have you know you got tickets for apartments for parking tickets and people go around tow your stuff and uh so you know you want to if you want to get creative walmarts things like that obviously good people talk about walmarts or if you're hanging out late somewhere you know go to a restaurant and park out there you know again i'm not saying like be crazy or be weird but if your vehicle is kind of out there you know and people see it we'll go to the restaurant till it's closing hours leave there and then you know try to go somewhere else that might still be open till midnight like a walmart and then leave there, you know, if you got to catch naps and be creative, that's what you got to do. But at the same time, what I was going to say is a vehicle that I have, I'm always able to sneak into, you know, apartment complexes, sneak into certain, you know, hotels at a certain time of night and just park, turn my lights off and crawl on the back, you know, and boom, I'm done. It was dark, a good tint, and I had covers around, you know, the inside, the curtains around the inside, soundproof, basically moving blankets were around the inside again, to help with the sound and also to help with people not being able to see in. Um, but at the same time, it looks like a minivan. It looks like a family van. Like it might just be somebody visiting or it might be a, somebody here. 
you know, so nobody would bother me. And nobody, well, I think one time I got somebody that knocked on the van that I was in, the, in an apartment complex and uh, they had the permits and stuff. And I was like, hey man, I'm leaving, I'm out of here. Didn't mean to bother you. And uh, rolled out of there right away. So, and that was out of, I probably stayed in seven months. I probably stayed the night in the van, I don't know, 60, 70 days at least. You know, a lot of days, a lot of nights that I stayed there. So parking garages are great. You know, you want to spend, and that's even more secure if you've got a city parking garage and you pay and it's an overnight or if it's a, you know, not high trafficked area, very private, very, very peaceful. You could stay there for five, 10 bucks a night, you know, and be around stuff, you know, so you can have stuff around you. You can park in a parking garage and still have things going on around you where if you need to use the restroom at 11 o'clock at night, there might be something open or somewhere open, like a convenience store that you can just walk to. You don't have to leave the parking garage in your car. You can just walk to it and you're still kind of using that parking garage. But again, you don't want to be loud. You don't want to be obnoxious. These are things like if you're working by yourself, you're by yourself or you're with your significant other, you guys are peaceful to yourselves. Otherwise, you're going to bring attention and you're going to ruin it for yourself. You know, and so if you find a spot like that, try to cherish that because they're not everywhere, but also it's very peaceful that way. And also a nice way to save some money from hotels. And if you're doing that van life, again, it'll allow you just basically to park it there so you don't have to drive around everywhere and still have stuff all around you that you can walk to take a taxi to if you want don't want to drive you know so again it comes down again to having a good vehicle but also because a beat-up vehicle people are going to notice somebody trying to live out of a beat-up vehicle if you have a nice vehicle and you're not making a bunch of noise or racket and you're just working inside your vehicle and they can't really see you Nobody's going to bother you. Nobody cares. And you shouldn't care about what they're doing either. Or don't, don't spend your time wondering if anybody's going to come around you or wonder, you know, because just get your work done. That's all you should be focused on is getting your work done. So you can go enjoy yourself, travel, go to another city the next night, you know, and get, get it done. That was, what's nice about taking that trip I did in January. And we just talked about in the last episode that, you know, I was able to go to Texas and I was able to go to, you know, to the beaches of Mobile. And I was able to go to Biloxi and then down to Florida and Pensacola and in Tampa and get back up and go to Atlanta. And I mean, the whole time I barely even stayed in hotels, although I treated myself sometimes in a hotel. I tried to stay on the beach or camp, you know, in a parking lot somewhere or figure something out because the weather was beautiful for one. And there was places that I could do that. And so it was nice to be able to move from one to another, to another, to another and still and travel. So having a good vehicle, you don't have to worry about, oh, well, I don't want to drive 300 miles because I'm going to put all this on my vehicle. Have something with low miles, reliable, that you don't have to worry about that at all. You know, that's the key to doing these kind of trips is not having your true tool. That's the biggest tool you'll need. Your, your, your road tool to get you around decent gas mileage and where it's not going to break down on you because a lot of other things are going to happen to you. You're going to find somewhere where the internet sucks. You're going to maybe, you know, what happened to me is my laptop crashed. I had to buy a new laptop at Best Buy. Fortunately, a Best Buy was, you know, 60 miles away from where I was and I was headed that way anyway. And then you can find Best Buys all down the highway. So it's a, it's a challenge for sure. So Good luck to you if you try it. We'll discover more about it. You know, I'll talk more about it. I might even do a, a series about the Fiverr life and include different locations, different places, and talk things like what I'm talking about now. So, as uh, and I remember that I remember the trip like it was yesterday. I would love to do it again. It'd be something fun to do with somebody sometime. And uh, that's one thing about doing these road trips is 
sometimes it's just you, you know, so reach out, network with people along the way, say, hey, you want to meet up? Let's meet up. You never know who you can become really good friends with that you are already good friends with online that uh, you meet up. So I met a couple people up in Atlanta that way that uh, we always networked through Fiverr, through the podcast, through, you know, social media, ended up meeting up with them. You know, so that's another thing is you can meet up with other people that you've done business with or build relationships with through social media and find out if uh, you're really compatible in real life and see if it's a friendship that uh, survives social media. So moving on, move along. I'm going to go to the next subject here because we're about 20 minutes in. I don't make it too long, but um, hopefully this packed with enough information for you guys to really get an idea of how it works trying to do things on the go with the Fiverr Life because again, you're going to need to get gas. Gas prices were great when I was traveling for the first couple months. Like in January, February, gas prices were $1.80, $2 a gallon. And then, you know, you get to March, April, May, May, June, even May and May. I say May because I think I moved in like here uh, mid-July. Um, but even in June, you know, prices going up like three, three fifty a gallon. You're like, okay, it's starting to get a little expensive because... Again, I like to drive around. I'm in Colorado. A lot of times it's passes and hills and, and you know, side roads that are dirt roads and things like that. So um, the gas prices can come into effect. Food, you're always going to have to buy food, go to grocery stores and get single items or wraps or, you know, different, you know, things for the day and maybe the next day. Unless you want to carry a cooler, but you still have to constantly empty that out, get new eyes, do new, you know, there's a lot of things you got to just keep on doing if you're going to continue the lifestyle that, can become a lifestyle for a lot of people and if you have the capabilities i'd recommend doing it you don't want to be always stuck down to four walls you know four walls is nice when you need it but it's better to be out there and about you know like it's better for your soul it's better to get the views see the world interact communicate with people so many people you know barely leave their house and if they do it's for 10 20 minutes a day just enough to go to the grocery store or go get some gas or go pick somebody up and come back you know so it's something that again will also help you say you're feeling like man i'm just stuck i don't know what to do i'm just tired of this being in the house on the computer all the time well good thing good news is we can be mobile with that these days so think about maybe what you can sacrifice not everybody can do it not everybody has single no obligations but if you are single with no kids or you know maybe your kids are out of the house or you're a single dad that you know part-time and say hey mama you take the kids for like two weeks i'm gonna go on a road trip a little test this van life out that's kind of what it's about is testing it out first you know you don't want to just commit to jumping into it but you also just do do your research i watched a bunch of youtube videos saw what people are doing way more extravagant than i'm doing you know that could be possible someday but again it would take maybe having a significant other to want to get into that project so you find that, that person next to you because i don't have a girlfriend or wife you know anything like that that you would be compatible or be cool with that or has the same job because not everybody has that capability you might have a work at home dad or work at home mom but the mom or dad on the other side they are a professional job and they need to be at work and be stationary in a city and they can't go travel around for two weeks to a month at a time just traveling and driving and you know doing work out of the internets but there's a lot of people that can and so being able to do that is a freedom in itself you know so again as time goes on freedom changes definitions you know there was once freedom back in the day would not be considered freedom today you know and there's a lot of things that we feel are freedom today that when we look and you know when you get into the future you look back be like man we thought that was free 
Well, now we're really free, you know, and hopefully it continues into that progress and that level of being able to make those decisions, doing those things. And I believe that the Fiverr platform helps people, individuals, businesses to do that from all over the world to be able to create things um, that they normally wouldn't have been able to, to be able to do what they want, when they want, how they want and use their skills still to work, but also to live. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys got and bringing to the table subscribe let's get into and subscribe on youtube too because we're going to be putting all these on youtube and start building that a little bit more as well but uh get into now an exciting time and a lot of you might already know this but a lot of you don't that fiverr is now live on the u.s stock market that's right and you can really invest in them internationally but the new york stock exchange f v r r you can invest into and there's a lot of apps like Robinhood that you can use um there's many banking apps out there um, that allow you to invest but uh, as far as investment apps i use Robinhood and fiverr's on there and you're able to invest in fiverr there i don't have any fees through it um and go straight to my bank i can grab it out of my bank account so if i want to do recurring i can do 50 bucks every week i can do 100 bucks every two weeks you know or whatever you want to do you can recur your investment right now they're sitting at 23.39 a share which I believe is going to be on the lower end because of the, basically it's because of the market that's going on because of it's international for one Fiverr is an international company. So they're not only operating, I mean, out of the United States, which is awesome being out of Tel Aviv while well, following them for years. I believe I joined them in April, 2011 and got things really cooking in maybe 13 or 14 to where I was really invested into what Fiverr was doing. But the whole time I was seeing their vision and seeing what they're doing. I was like, it's amazing. Because one thing you know when you're doing good in your early die in your early times is when other people are trying to copycat you and trying to maybe be like you and trying to emulate what you're doing and they can't, just can't do it. One because you built it, you know what it takes, and you know your audience better than they do. Also because you were the first, and because you bring on the better team. You know you got the jump start, you got the brand, you had the the better team and a better vision. And a lot of people that were trying to do, take the Fiverr platform software and turn it into their own thing failed miserably. Because Fiverr, you know what they did? They just kept on pressing forward. And they're like, you know what? That's what you want to do? Go ahead. Because you're not going to be able to outshine, outbeat, outmarket, outperform, and outsell us. <laughs> you know, because we got the best of the best on our team and you can't even build a team. So, you know, when Fiverr, your first couple of years was starting to get some momentum, you started to see these Fiverr-like sites is what we call them, Fiverr-like sites. And and it was just kind of a shame that a lot of them, instead of putting their time and energy, and, and I, I could see what they were trying to do. They're trying to get their own Fiverr, trying to get their own taste. But I mean, the gig economy itself, it, was, it wasn't that popular and it wasn't time and they were trying to copycat, but they didn't have the marketing skills and all they would take is a software and try to pass it on like it's theirs with some nonsense graphics that wouldn't even be graphics. It'd be like text that would be like, this looks like Fiverr and they're trying to copycat. It looks terrible. And a couple sites ended up, you know, getting some business, but then they'd have fakes on fakes, trying to steal people's money, trying to just scam them, take the money, not do the work, you know, kind of like some people we know around the political scene, but also just getting into the aspect of copycatting and trying to outsource. And this happens a lot too, is they would go on one site, put up gigs from Fiverr, 
copycat them just like they are try to represent them like we did them you know like say i'd have my gig up on a site i'm not going to call any site specifically on here if you're in a freelancing you understand you know who they are you know what sites are legit if you don't do your research before you start putting stuff up or representing your business or brand with another name that you don't want to be represented by later down the road that you'll be like oh why did i waste my time doing all my stuff there i should have been focusing on fiverr upwork you know freelancer there's so many places now that are legit freelancing places you don't have to go to those second hands just look for the top five start there build those and, and build those first until you get each of them to a significant level you know and, or if you're loyal to one you know if you're loyal to Fiverr, stay loyal to Fiverr, but grow build your gigs find more ways to market um your gigs raise your price and you know get get serious about what you're doing but also rick recognize that Fiverr is a big brand on the new york stock exchange and so when you put your name up there you're being represented by a brand like fiverr and that's important because the partnership and connection there's a lot of people that are claiming that they work on fiverr you know like on you look on uh, linkedin they're like freelancer at fiverr.com be like no you're not (laughs) you don't work for fiverr you're a freelancer using fiverr's platform but you don't you're not a freelancer at fiverr you know when you put that on and there's a lot of people claiming that that it's almost hurting you you know because then it changed like they look into your thought be like what you you don't work for fiverr and then they realize especially the smart people will catch on like you just have your gigs listed on there man you don't work at fiverr okay so if you're on linkedin make your own brand make your own company and use fiverr as a tool or if it's fiverr only redirect or do something that you you know to where hey i got my site it's detongsports.com and I do have detong I used to have detongsports.com now it's detongradio.com but uh let's say if I want to detongsports.com and you go to detongsports.com and it redirects you to my Fiverr site well yeah do that you know what I mean do that but don't say you work at Fiverr just say hey it's blase blah radio or blase blah podcast or blase blah advertising especially or blase blah copywriting and logo design not at Fiverr but also feel free to list your gigs you know on linkedin or make some videos for your gigs stuff like that because using fiverr is important now that the brand especially is listed you know and again that's going to be something that grows throughout years 23 dollars a share right now i'm going to predict and this might be off the wall but in 10 years i'm going to say it's going to be like 180 to 200 a share in 10 years because i've seen the growth of fiverr and i understand where they've gone over the past eight years nine years um 10 years i think they've been around for 10 years i think they celebrate their eight or 10 10 year yeah i believe their 10 year anniversary so of inception and so now they're just now getting this was in june okay so in june they got listed on the stock market i believe and now they're 23 something a share and i'll do a recurring investment over the time you know over time for the next 10 years and see what happens because to me, the gig economy is being pushed forward by Fiverr. Fiverr is a major catalyst in this revolution of freelancing, online services, getting things from individuals instead of corporations at a better cost, a one-on-one, more one-on-one personal level, you know, and also 
a lot of people that are in these corporations that have these skills that are doing these things for corporations are now able to use those skills and do them for themselves not for the business above them they're making money for themselves not for the business above them because they understand and that's the thing is that when you get into these businesses and you work your way up you understand how it all works so when you start running your own game you start doing your own thing you understand how it all works because you can see what the CEO does, how they operate. Do you want to do it that way? You want to do it your own way? You want to take a couple pieces from what they're doing, implement it in your own, but still take some of your ideas and push those forward as well? Do you want to hire somebody? Do you want to do it all yourself? You know, and who are you going to hire? You're going to hire a friend. You're going to hire a family member. You're going to go hire a, you know, a college student. You're going to hire somebody and try to get them on a payroll and, you know, incorporate yourself. There's a lot of different directions you can take it that you, you know, once you get going and get that momentum, you'll know which direction you should be going because it'll take you there. If it's working out, it'll it'll say, yes, it's time to incorporate. Yes, it's time to hire. Yes, it's time to do this because you'll feel comfortable about it and you'll feel confident that, hey, this is going in the right direction. I need to do this. I need to do that because those are the kind of things that are going to propel you to another level. You know, when you empower somebody with a job and then they're doing work for you, that's only going to help you make money as long as they're doing the work. You know, if you need to outsource your social media marketing, do it. If you need to outsource your graphic design, do it. If you think you can do it all and want to do it all, do it. Just know that sometimes it's going to be, there's going to come a time that you're going to have to let it go and get it off to somebody else. So Fiverr on the New York Stock Exchange. Let's see, 200, it's a stretch. It's a reach. It's 10 years though. You know, we saw with eBay, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, their rise in a decade is beyond phenomenal, but also it's realistic for Fiverr to reach those levels. I've always said Fiverr is going to be at a level of eBay as they grow. Well, eBay is still being used, still common. The brand is still there. You want to sell sports cars, you go on eBay. You want to sell a bike, you go on eBay. You want to sell clothes, you can sell it on eBay. You want to become an eBay affiliate, you can, and get other stuff. And so when people buy stuff through the eBay store, you can get credit for what they do. Amazon's offering all kinds of different things too. You can build a business through those places. You can build a business through Fiverr. You can build a business anywhere, really. You know, And that's the thing is you have the mentality and the go-get-it go attitude. You can do it. And I believe that Fiverr platform, the team, as I've watched them grow, Tel Aviv, New York, all over the world, they're growing like crazy. Not just the business itself, the revenue, the amount of people that are basically getting all the benefits that, that the platform offers. You know, there's, you can go send your people to a website and then get them to go through a pay service and then they go through PayPal or something. They got to go like six, seven steps if you have your own website, just to get to the finalization of the payment for the service. Fiverr, it's not, you can do one-click service, but also there's ways to make it up about three steps and people can order your stuff. So just bring them to your Fiverr profile. It looks more professional. They have pricing laid out probably better than anything you can create or have a webmaster create. They have the best, you know, we talk about it on the addition of Fiverr's 20% justified. You can flip back and listen to that too. But the direction they're going is positive. And anybody that's getting listed, despite at this moment, and we'll put it out there now, I believe that started at like 38 or 40 a share, okay? But that's kind of how it goes when you got an IPO and you're coming into the market. You want people to buy at a certain level and it will drop and it'll mellow out. And then guess what? It'll slowly start to be accepted, be pushed, be moved 
forward and up, especially as Fiverr keeps backing big projects, acquiring companies, partnering with companies that have good reputations that are useful tools for entrepreneurs, for freelancers, for businesses, for corporations, for everybody. And that's the thing is that Tiger's <laughs> Tiger, <laughs> Fiverr has really hit a market I was going to say Fiverr's target market has really grown and expanded because they're not just looking for freelancers or entrepreneurs anymore. You know, they're looking for corporations, businesses, their pricing structures beyond anything that was ever created in the beginning. And so you're able to do things and make partnerships and create things. And also what Fiverr allows is a platform to track everything. You know, you, you don't have to do a dispute through PayPal or do it. A dispute through you know your own email trying to get payment or trying to say hey yeah here's all your stuff or they don't respond or anything like that to where fiverr kind of brings all that together and it really brings the buyer and seller together in a transaction to help both of the parties get what they need so looking forward to more this is a long episode but we're going to put it out there 36 minutes 45 seconds i appreciate you tuning in if you're listening to all of it a little bit out of the time i believe all of it's going to help you but check out any of the episodes at your convenience of the Fiverr Life. Also, have a podcast, Detong Radio, that you can check out all independent music all the time on your favorite platforms as well. So if you look for Detong Radio and you see that one, probably both of them will come up. The Fiverr Life and Detong Radio, Detong Sports Talk and Music Show. Next time on the Fiverr Life, we'll get into a little bit more about more seller stuff. We'll talk more about things that can help you as far as that aren't digital nomad life, that have nothing to do with the stock market, that have nothing to do with investing or anything like that, but have to do with what you need to do to get going on Fiverr. Also, if you're already there and you're level two and you're like, okay, where's my top rated at? I'll try to get into a couple of things maybe to help you with that too. Because I've been there, I've done that, I've dropped the two, I'm on my way back to TRS again and uh, looking forward to that because uh, now with a success manager assigned, I think we're going to make some big, big moves. Looking forward to more from you, and I hope you look forward to more from me right here on The Fiber Life. I'm out of here. Enjoy your day, week, and month.